Hey there, Boots and Whiskey Nation. Jim here. Just wanted to touch base before we started with the show tonight. Um, we have something going on this weekend. We are going to be going to Cody Johnson, thanks to our friends over at the Songus Center at UMass Lowell up in Lowell, Massachusetts. But beforehand, before that show, there is a free event that starts at 3.30, goes till 6.30, right before the show starts. It's the Backyard Country Bash this Friday, May 19th. There's going to be food, drinks, live performances by our friends Martin and Kelly. You don't want to miss it. Even if you're not going to Kojo. You can still go. It is free. It is open to the public. It's going to be one heck of a time. And then if you're going to the show, you're not going to want to miss a single beat of this show. Tyler Booth opens the show. Then it's Randy Hauser. And then, of course, Kojo, the man himself, Cody Johnson. This Friday night, Songus Center at UMass Lowell. Again, backyard barbecue bash, country bash. Bash, bash, bash. Um, you don't want to miss it. 3.30 to 6.30 this Friday night, May 19th. Cannot wait to see you. Till next time, cheers. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. Mail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you, start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun. Even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean lab. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. For those of you that tuned in last night for the bits and pieces of this conversation with Walker Montgomery, thank you so much for checking that out on the Dirt Road FM. For those of you that missed that, don't worry about it. You didn't miss anything because you're going to hear it all in its entirety right now. We had an absolute blast with Walker talking to him. And you know what? You know what's perfect about this episode is that we we talked about a lot. We talked about his dad, his uncle Eddie. We talked about um, you know his future brother-in-law Travis Denning, um, his sister. Like we talked about everything. 
We talked about everything. Um, Walker is such a cool guy. He just came out with a new new tune. You got to go check that out. Um, you won't be disappointed with anything Walker Montgomery does. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Um, the latest single work to do, like I said, just came out last week. Um, I've been playing the hell out of it because it just, it's just awesome. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the show today. Um, but it is, it's really, really good. Um, you know, we talked about everything. God, we talked about everything. We really did. Um, so big thank you to Walker for coming on the show and really telling his story and, you know, indulging into some, you know, insider baseball stuff with us and, you know, just what it's like to be, you know, in his shoes. You know, this kid's been, you know, he's seen it all, you know, through touring, you know, the world with, with his father and, you know, now doing it his way. Like, it's absolutely incredible. I love it. I love seeing it. I love seeing and talking to, you know, kids or family um, of, you know, really big time artists and see them doing their thing and the story is it's it's incredible um and walker didn't disappoint you know not that he would have but um he didn't so without further ado guys i'm gonna i'm gonna send it over to that um you know big thank you to all of our supporters and our friends um you know we really really appreciate you all and you know thank you so much and without further ado guys walker montgomery we want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What's going hey, on, bro? What's going on, man? You doing all right? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Doing well. Yeah, are you are you uh still recovering from Saturday or are we uh we we in the clear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you what uh, I actually went down to the Oaks on Friday. Um uh, had a show on Saturday in Murray, Kentucky. So so uh you know, getting back into in a fighting shape, but uh, it was a good, it was a good weekend. Yeah. You know, I, I was seeing your pictures on, um, on Instagram and on social media and, and, you know, I knew I, for somehow, some way we knew a ton of people that were down at the Derby this weekend. And I was looking at, it, I was like, damn, that's, that's a bucket list thing. I think now at this point, man, it, it is a, so, uh, it's something that's uniquely Kentucky. And it's definitely something that makes me proud to be there from Kentucky. It's, it's a day where, you know, not many states can really say that they have a specific day where the eyes of the world are upon them. And, yeah. uh, and but Kentucky has that, man, and we're lucky we do. Uh, but it's a great day. It's a magical day. You know, it's almost like a when you're there, it's almost like a sensory overload with all the colors and, and, you know, the, all the, the, uh, bright suits and hats and it's a special, special thing. Yeah. Now is it, you know, I, I, we're going way off topic, but that's totally fine. That's what this show is about. Um, now when you're there, do you, is it kind of like, I mean, it's hard to say with you, right? Cause you're part of country music royalty. 
Um, <laughs> but is is it like separated from like you know the celebs and the big wigs and then like the regular everyday people that that would go and get a ticket to the derby? Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, there's definitely some roped off parts, you know. I mean, there's the Barnstable Stable Browns party, which is, you know, a, it's basically a party for famous people. Yeah. Uh, is, you know, the night before and stuff like that. And so there's, I mean, there's definitely some parts that are, like I said, kind of roped off. But, but I mean, hell, we, I was... I was with the governor. That's that's the guy who I went with, and uh, and just some of my my friends up there. But I mean, we just walk in the paddock and stuff. With you know, it's it's not a it's not specifically like a class kind of thing. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. everybody's everybody's there to have a good time, watch some horses race, maybe drink some. That's that doesn't sound like a bad afternoon. That's for sure. No man, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, so Kentucky's still home full time for you, right? No, I've been in Nashville here for about uh, about four and a half years now. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but Kentucky, heart man, you know it. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's always it's just the place I grew up, man, and that's that's the best way that I can describe it. When people ask me, you know, because they're, they're like, man, you just, why do you love Kentucky so much? Nashville's great. Nashville is great, but it's just not where it's not where I grew up, and it it uh it doesn't have my. Wow, yeah. Now, now we're gonna we're I'm not gonna lie to you. We're gonna probably talk a lot about it, but um. Now you said you know growing up, you know was Kentucky is home. Now was that even true when you know Dad was in his you know in his heyday? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. So Dad, n- neither Dad nor. Eddie, Eddie Montgomery and Montgomery Gentry uh, ever moved down to Nashville. And really? by the time that I moved to Nashville, you know, I could probably, I, I want to say five, but it might be on the high side. I might've been to Nashville five times until I moved down here. And two of those times I know was for Kentucky football bowl games. So we just, you know, we weren't involved. Yeah, uh, and I'm and be honest with you, I'm I'm grateful for it just because I got a totally different experience when I moved down here rather than what it if I was growing up right. and, and I was able to be just as green as everybody else and and uh, and you know learn my way just like everybody else because I because I didn't know a daggum thing about the town. Yeah, right. Now, now, at any point, did um, did Dad or Eddie say, you know, Walker, don't do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I was in I was in college for uh, for what I like to call my glorious nine weeks at the University of Kentucky, and I actually got there, joined Sigma Chi, and, and said, "See you, boys." But uh, you know, I think that they knew that it was coming. Yeah. I think that they wanted me to be very cautious. And I understand that because they obviously were bar guys. And be honest with you, I mean, that's what I was up in Lexington, Kentucky, in Central Kentucky. I mean, I was playing bars and county fairs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so I just think they wanted me to definitely 
have a little bit more uh, knowledge that they might have had when they first started, you know, coming down here and recording music and stuff. And I don't know how much more I had, but it, uh, you know, having them, having them in the family definitely, uh, definitely helped out with that. Just say, Hey, here's what you're going to run into. Uh, yeah. And, but other than that, you know, they really did let me kind of, uh, just figure it out on my own. And, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd ask dad when I first moved down here, you know, who he knew and stuff like that. And I'm, I'll never forget. He said, son, everybody I know is dead down there, you know, just because <laughs> it'd been 30 years, you know? Right. And, uh, but no, they let, they kind of let me have free reign and learn on my that's awesome. That's, you know, that, I was, I've always kind of wondered that, you know, when, yeah. you know, um, children or relatives of, you know, country lore, I guess you could say, you know, start their careers and how much influence or help, you know, really that you were given. And it doesn't sound yeah. like it was really much, you know, man, I'll tell you what, I was given the most help of anybody because my dad was just dad. Right. And he wasn't like this country music. He wasn't, you know, dogging my music or telling me what to cut. He was just dad. And that was, I mean, if there's anything that helped me in the music industry, it's, it's that just because he took his hands off and, and said, son, you're going to have to do it on your own. Wow. That's awesome. Like that really is. It re yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, where, you know, when kids go off and want to buy a car or you know, or whatever, and it's yeah. like, oh, you want to do it, you do it on your own, man. Yeah. And, but, uh, but it's, you know, it's true, man. And I mean, some people are shocked by that and, and, uh, whatever reason, but it, it has definitely, I mean, and, and not just the music and all, in all factions of life, you know, it, it uh, stuff like that. It, yeah and coming now, down here at hell i guess i was 18 you know early 19 it uh and i had to grow up real fast yeah yeah i can i can only imagine i can really only imagine now you know in, in, in all honesty did does being um does being who you are and from the family you're from did did it help at all? Has it helped at all? <laughs> well, hell, to be honest with you, I think in most cases it might hurt a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it, what I really have found is that most people, they find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they'll ask questions, you know. What was it like growing up with a famous dad? And to, you know, to me, I, and the older I've gotten, the older I've gotten, I've been able to kind of, you know, I see maybe from the outside looking in how it might might have been interesting. Sure. And, and, but to me, it was just, it was just dad, man. You know, it was just it, it, the only difference between my dad and, my buddy's dad was 
his dad worked on the weekdays and my dad worked on the weekends, you know, it was just, yeah. it, it was not something that I thought about a lot. And right. I don't think that my friends growing up really thought about it. And what I found most in Nashville, like I said, they might think it's interesting and ask some questions, but it's not a ruling factor of what, of, you know, how they think of me. Right. Um, and and all that and and you're always going to get those guys who you know this kind of pricks about it you know i learned the term the other day uh neo baby or something like that is you know a kid of a famous person i think it's called neo baby or something. i was like well i ain't never heard that one before but uh yeah no. well, you're always going to have the folks who are pricks about it it's just right. of it, man. But, for the, but really, for the most part, they don't care. They think dad's cool, but hell, I think I think dad's cool too. You know, so I mean, it's right. it uh, it's a good it's a good thing. And spe- I will say, you know, if if he comes to a show or something, you know, gets on stage or something with me, it uh, people people still dig it, man. You know, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> You know, when when dad when dad was on top, there was really, you know, to me, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the other line, but, you know, there's really nobody better. Oh, man, I, I think, I mean, obviously I'm biased and stuff, but I just think his voice, man, was like butter. I mean, some of those yeah. songs, just so, just so good. His delivery was just, I mean, unlike, unlike anybody else. I think he blows them out of the water, but he's just... No, he was lucky that that he hit the right time, and he had some really, really incredible songs in those times. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they really have, they really, really have. Um, but you know, let, let's um, let's talk about you here for a few minutes. Um, seeing this is your show. Um, <laughs> hey, man, know, look, I, you ain't you ain't hurt my feelings, you know, people. Did I lose you? Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. You got me? Marco, yep, I got you. Sorry, man. Hell, I don't know what happened. Now, it. You know, I live out in the middle of nowhere, so every now and again, if like the wind blows the wrong way, I, I like, <laughs> the lights go off, and it's, yeah, it's, it's are you it's wild. are you going to be able to keep what we just recorded? It's all there. Everything's okay. Great. Everything's fine. Sweet man, sweet. Um, so yeah, what we were talking about, you know, um, about your stuff and your music, you know, it's great, and it's oh. you know, because some sometimes you get those, you know, again going back to kids of celebrities or kids of you know famous musicians that that put their hand on it you know you get the you know yeah it's good because you're who you are right but like these songs are good because they're fucking good (laughs) 
Man, I appreciate it. You know, and we work, we work really hard trying to choose the right songs and, and it, uh, it's been a process, man. It really has, you know, my voice has changed since I started recording. I mean, I'll go back, you know, I'll see people, you know, they'll post something on Instagram or something like a story and they'll or something over it, which is my first song I ever released. And I was like, dad gum, I sound like a child. And it's because I was, but, but, uh, it's, it's really been a process, man. And, you know, it seems like every time I've recorded something and we've just been leaning more and more traditional, uh, and this, and some of this stuff that's about to come is just, it's really traditional. I'm, I'm working with a new producer and uh it's just been it's been it's been really fun experience man yeah now what you have released how much the music that you have done is all songs you have written alone or how much of it is a collab or you know how does how does that how does that work for you yeah man so it uh you know i kicked it off with a song that i wrote and which which was simple town and it's it's been you know mainly haven't written but that was the same thing with dad man uh you know he just had these great songs and a lot of these a lot of these artists nowadays and i'm not dogging on them because they're talented as hell uh they you know a lot of the, the songwriters have a job to do and I know that there's a bunch of songwriters out there that are a whole lot smarter than I am and, uh, and can say exactly what I want to say probably better than me a lot of the times. And, uh, but so, but it's been a mix, you know, I'm not going to go up there and say, I write every single song, you know, uh, that I've ever put out. Uh, but this next round of stuff, I, I wrote a lot more, uh, of it just because you know the it's it is leaning more traditional and that's just what i naturally i write a more traditional uh sense but i've had some really good songwriters uh on the stuff that's out so far i mean morgan wallen was a writer on out of nowhere uh luke bryan was a writer on a song called wouldn't be a country boy that i released we've had some ashley Gorley songs and uh you know my guy Songwriting hero, who I worked with for my first three and a half years in Nashville. We don't work together anymore, but uh, his name's Dallas Davidson, and he's just—he's a great American man. He's just a great—he's a great person, and uh, he—he got me started in Nashville. He took the first chance on me, and uh, and he produced all those all the stuff that's out now, you know. Uh, but so it's, it's, it's been a mix, but, uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm not going to go up there and say, I wrote every single song when I didn't, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, now, so what's the stuff that's coming out? Is it going, is it full album or is it EP? So it'll probably end up being an EP, uh, yeah. but we're going to do some singles first and we got work to do. Uh, which I don't know when the, I don't know when this is coming out, but it, work to do is coming out on gonna be released. Yeah, next uh, next Monday, so the fifteenth, sixteenth, okay. that Thursday. Two will be out. So we'll just act like it's out right now. All right, but, uh, perfect. Okay. But so 
so we've this new stuff we got it's gonna it's gonna end up being an ep uh probably but we're releasing singles i just released a song called work to do which is one that i wrote uh with some buddies of mine adam wood and mark Irwin. mark Irwin's had a bunch of hits he wrote here in the weird here in the real world for alan jackson a bunch more uh but you know so we just released that we're getting a good it's kind of the it's re-intro uh to walker montgomery you know it's been a been over a year since I released any music and this is just kind of the reintroduction uh, right but I'm I'm proud of it so we'll we'll release three or four singles and then maybe you know September October rolls around we'll have a full six song EP nice mm-hmm. nice now for the stuff that's going to be on this EP is it all stuff that you've played out live before or is this all new to everybody new to everybody i mean obviously we've been playing work to do just because it was a lead-up single uh but uh but yeah it is all new songs nobody's ever heard them uh you know except for the people who work with me and and my family yeah it's all all new songs but you i mean you'll be hearing them come pretty soon that's awesome that's that's great. Now, what is the touring schedule? Do you have a touring schedule coming up for this year, or is it just kind of? Yeah, man, off, we've done, you know, we've done a handful of shows. We've probably done about twenty shows so far this year, and uh, I'm assuming we'll have another thirty on the books or something. Uh, especially, you know, one, when you release, it's been so long since I released music, you know. But once we start releasing music, the shows kind of start coming in a little bit more. Uh, but we're, we'll be all across the southeast. Uh, you know, Midwest and stuff. I'll tell you where I really want to go. Uh, it's kind of odd here from, from a, you know, guy from Kentucky, from guy from the South, but man, I want to go up Northeast and play. I mean, we played, uh, we played up in New Jersey last year at a place called Jenks beach club, right on the water. It's like, uh, Five degrees, not humid at all. And I'll tell you what, man, they love country music up there. So, yeah. I mean, we're going to try to get some shows up in the Northeast, too, ball, get some stuff in Maine, and, and uh, just try to make, you know, I like to get up there and make my way all the way down to Florida. That's awesome. Yeah, we're um, up here where we are. We're in, we're about an hour south of Boston. Um, and oh, are you up yeah, north? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Mass. I got you, man. Yeah, and, well, uh, look, dude, I love it, man. We used to go to Boston, uh, you know, every couple of years, and Boston's a great town, and and uh, you know, all I mean, it's just beautiful up there, especially during the fall. Man, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's nice to be up here in the spring and in the fall. Summer can be hit or miss, but um, you know, I mean, but I mean, look at who I'm talking to. You're from Kentucky, where? Really oh hell, man! I mean. Uh, it's it, give it a couple of weeks, man. It's going to be 105 one day, and that'll be 20. 20 day. That's just yeah. It's, uh, mother Mother Nature. It's beautiful in Kentucky, but I'll tell you what, she gets she gets really moody in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's just how it goes, isn't it? Oh yeah, man. Same with Tennessee, you know. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the weather up here is you know I mean, I guess the weather everywhere is the same. You know where it's, yeah, you know it's it's brutal. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. You, 
you got to come up here, and when you do, you know, we'll we'll have to get together and yeah, man, we'll do it. Have a couple drinks and um, don't tempt me now. Don't tempt me. No, I won't. I won't. So speaking of speaking of drinks, being from Kentucky, I mean, you're in the heart of it all. Do you have Do you have some bourbons you'd prefer over others? Yeah, you know, I really I do. Um, and obviously, I mean, I, I I love the bourbon industry. It's like an art, man. It really is. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I've got my YouTube series called Whiskey Wednesday that around the state track with the bourbon distilleries and stuff and get to see how it's made and, and, and you know, just kind of the, all the image of, of these just classic bourbon companies. One that I really like, and it's probably my favorite daily sipper, uh, it's called Barrel Bourbon. And uh, they've got a, I guess, you know, call it flavor, if you will. they got a flavor called Dovetail. And it's just a great, you know, it's not – too harsh, but it's not too weak. It's just really right down the middle. Uh, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit more expensive than like a Jim Beam or whatever it is. It's probably about seventy bucks, maybe. Hmm. But it's a really just really good uh, daily sipper just to sit back and relax with. Obviously, I, I like the Blantons and I like the Pappy Van Winkles and stuff and the Willets. Uh, it, it there you know there's so many that as well you know so once I kind of find one that I like I'll stick with it for a little bit until I get tired yeah. of it or whatever it is uh, but the bourbon's definitely my favorite right now if I'm going upscale I really like the Willet uh, and then you know I mean you can never go wrong with Woodford Reserve either man you know it's just right. it's classic uh, you you can mix it you can drink yeah yeah you know it's we um i tried to start this whole thing about doing you know whiskey reviews and i've been fortunate enough to get a bunch of stuff sent to me yeah um but i got i got so much that i don't even know where to start anymore (laughs) or where to start start drinking every day man you know yeah i mean at this point i I just i just i think i have to yeah Um, (laughs) we we actually are, we're gonna actually do um, by the time this comes out we've well I've already recorded it but we're gonna do our first ever um, kind of review podcast tomorrow night mm-hmm. with the uh, um, with the people that do Tenth uh, Mountain Whiskey and Spirit yeah um, they're out of Colorado um, Ryan Thompson's the guy's name that is the um, the owner, distiller, whatever, whatever really he is. And um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, to see how that that's going to mm-hmm. go, because they sent us some a rye and a, oh, God, what the hell did they send us? A rye and I think just a regular whiskey. So mm-hmm. we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to open them and drink them together and, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm looking forward well, to it. Well, that's good, man. I'm a, I'm a rye guy personally, so I'm glad that yeah. they sent you a rye. It's a... Uh... It, if you get a good rye, man, it's hard to beat. Yeah, that's true. I'm a, I I like rye quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm a big bullet rye. Uh, oh, you fan. can't. And that that's another classic, man. You just can't go wrong with them, you know. No, you really can't. You really, really yeah. can't. Um, now, have have you come across things in your travels that you've you know people have said you know oh man this is the 
this stuff is great and then you try it and you're like no this isn't very good uh (laughs) yeah a couple oh man what was it called it's out of west virginia i can't even remember the name of it yeah i mean there's there's a few that there's you know we'll go to mississippi or something like that you know i mean i'm just picking a state you know yeah and they've got their distillery and their local distillery and of course i'm gonna try it just to be polite and stuff and hell they're giving me a bottle of whiskey you know i'm gonna gonna do it uh right and but and you know none of it's terrible you know it's still it gets the job done you know but uh there's there's always it, it's another thing about Kentucky, man. It just seems like I always steer back to Kentucky made products. And I think there's something, well, no, it's for the fact there's something about the limestone and the water in Kentucky that really makes the, the, the bourbon, you know, once it gets in the barrels and stuff, it just, it, the water that turns into bourbon, it just makes it totally different. Yeah. And, uh, and that's you know that's why we're the bourbon capital of the world, man. And it's just uh, it it's talk about something uniquely Kentucky like horse racing. It uh, can't beat it. And I know that no, Tennessee's got good whiskey, Jack Daniels, and I've tried the Sinatra and stuff, and it's great. But uh, but it's not the same. Right? No, it's not. It's not at all. You know, we uh, I've only had one that was sent to me that I absolutely despised and that was uh i'll i'll say it out loud because i did a review on it and said the same thing it was a uh, heaven's door oh <laughs> the uh yeah man the yeah the bob old... oh, bob yeah. dylan's yeah uh, yeah i've never tried it it's i'll tell you what there's billboards all over nashville for it but i've, I've never tried it but uh but I also, I have a hard time venturing out. You know, it, it kind of goes back to me being a creature of habit. Once I find something, it, uh, it's hard for me to hard for me to change. So I haven't ventured out that, that far. Yeah. You know, they, they sent us some, like, samples. And at yeah. first I was like, you know, I was so used to getting full bottles. I was like, what the, what cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, and it wasn't, you know, I had it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my bias aside that they didn't give me a full bottle and I'm just, you know, I'm going to give an honest review. And I was like, no, I'm not feeling this like at all, at all. And, uh, well, you, know, I kind of felt and that. you know, everybody's pal, everybody, their palates are different. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that's, a, that's another special thing about bourbon. And once you find one that you like, because one that you like may be something that some, somebody else hates. Right. I mean, I've never, I've never met somebody who absolutely despises Woodford Reserve, right? But, but yeah, there's probably somebody out there that does, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, even um, like people rave about Four Roses. I like Four Roses, but I don't know if I would rave about it. Yeah, well, and being from Kentucky, you know, it's like, uh, like when we got down, when I moved down to Nashville, and I love those guys over at Buffalo Trace. Oh, but yeah. Buffalo Trace down here is like the most sought after thing ever. Yeah. And it's great bourbon. It's a great daily. I mean, it's hard to beat a good Buffalo Trace as a daily, as a daily sipper, but I never thought of it as the most in the world, you know? And, right. uh, but that's just, 
you know, it was everywhere. Right, right. It's kind of like up here, you know. I, I don't know what it's like down there, but up here, you know, to f- try to find a bottle of Blanton's, one, it's it's impossible. Oh, and you two, can't. Uh... And two, if you do, it's like 270 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's 90. Like, we'll, we'll go to... Uh... We'll go to the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and and I'll I will wait in line, and I think it's every every three Saturdays or, something, and they've got the pick of the day or whatever it is, and they've all you know you get a bottle of Blantons, and then you have to wait ninety days. They literally keep a picture of your ID, and uh, and you can come back ninety days later get another bottle of Blantons. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, and they but only it's, but it's sought time. after, man. It's sought, it's right. it's sought after, and there's not enough of it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking at my looking at my bar here now, and th- you know, there's even stuff I have that I've never tra- that I still haven't opened. You know, I have yeah. the the three chord collection, haven't opened it. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a bottle of Driftless Glen that I haven't opened, but I did open the other bottle I was given. And that was, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a bottle of Eagle rare that I was given again, something you can't find a lot of up here. So I haven't even opened that. Yeah. yeah. And Eagle rare is great too. I'll tell you, I'll tell you whiskey, uh, whiskey. It's, it's locally owned here in Nashville. Uh, it's one, it's a woman owned distillery. It's called happenstance. Okay. Did I lose you again? Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. The best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. You got me. I got you. So happenstance. Yeah. So happens. It's happenstance whiskey. Yeah. It, uh, it's a woman-owned distillery down here. It's very small, local, uh, but it's just a fantastic whiskey. Their marketing scheme's great. Their uh, their bo- It's a good-looking bottle, and uh, it's it's a whiskey that has a little sweet taste to it. But it's oh. a- I was trying to get somebody who I know probably couldn't handle like a straight up maker's mark. Right. Or something like that. I would, I would give them that whiskey just to start, you know, to get their palate used to it. And, uh, but but if you're ever down here, get a bottle. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I might even reach out to them and be like, Hey, do it, man. (laughs) Like I said, all business, uh, but they, I mean, they've got it going on. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, I'm just, you know, I'm sitting at my computer 
as well. And, you know, I just kind of looked them up and it looks great. Like it's got a very, um, the label is incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's a good looking bottle, man. And that's a big thing too. You know, I mean, it's, that's a, if you're not one of those classic Woodford Reserves, Maker's Mark, Pappy Van Winkle, Blanton's, uh, you know, the marketing part is something that I think a lot of whiskey companies, bourbon companies ever look. You got to have a good looking bottle, man. Right. Right. I mean, it's kind of like anything, right? You could have a product that sucks. And if it looks good, I mean, yep. people are going to buy People it. will buy it. Right. Look at Oregon right. football. You know, they're terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, their uniforms are awesome. So, Yeah, that's true. I was going to say Rascal Flats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be hating on Rascal Flats now. No, that's like no. my childhood, man. Yeah, I know. trust me. Trust me. me. Oh, I can't say childhood, but that's definitely my – Later teen, early twenty years—that's for sure. Oh man, I'm actually I'm I'm doing a show with uh, Gary Lavox in uh, I think it's June, maybe June seventeenth or oh, something yeah. like that. But uh, he's a good dude. Him and Troy Gentry, man, they used to turkey hunt a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Tell tell Gary hello, and uh, I will <laughs> send him send him over our number if you want. Uh, we love I Rascal Flats. <laughs> um, so speaking of which speaking of um connections and you and you know the scene and all that um i need to know and a lot of this is me pretty much being a gossip queen at the moment um how uh how is it knowing that or how not knowing but what's it like to uh have a soon-to-be brother-in-law in in travis denning oh (laughs) Well, I mean, well, one, I've got to give a speech at their, and, uh, and so I'm excited about that, man. You know, I'm, I'm, they're, I'm very happy that they found each other, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it seems very rarely do, uh, people as perfect for each other as them, get together, man. But God's, I mean, God, God did his, God did his job on, on this one, man. They're, they're great together. Uh, and he's, he's one of my best friends, you know, so we're lucky in, in that sense that, uh, you know, just forever, for whatever reason, man, most, most of the times it seems like in-laws or whatever it is, just don't really get along. And, uh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so lucky that we do because I've, I've seen it when in-laws don't just from, you know, some of my buddies getting married and stuff like that. Yeah. I've seen it when in-laws don't get along and it's miserable, man, you know, it makes their life just terrible. And, uh, but the fact that, that, you know, we're so close, uh, is just a really, it's a really special thing. Have them in my life. Yeah. Now, did you, so then did you introduce Madison to him or? No, it was, no. So, so I didn't know Travis when they first started dating. And okay. uh, I mean, obviously I knew of him, you know, um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't know they started dating. And I think, I think uh, probably the, I mean, look, they've probably been dating five months I met him. Uh, but you know, we kicked it off. We kicked it off pretty well, and then and then we got really close during COVID because 
they they come up to the farm up in Kentucky, uh, or the compound as we call it. And yeah. uh, so he, you know, they they'd come up there, and we got the bright idea to buy kegs, and uh, we yeah, but we just got really close you know, over COVID and stuff. And like I said, he's, he's turned into one of my best friends, man. It's lucky. Uh, you know, I never had a brother growing up, but it, uh, it took me 24 years. I did. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love to hear how like close you guys are, you know, cause you're right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen, you know, or I don't want to say doesn't, but it's very rare that it does. Yeah, it is very rare. And like I said, man, it, it makes one's life just miserable. You know, it's, it, yeah. it makes holidays it makes the happiest, what should be the happiest time, which is holidays and stuff, just almost the least time of the year. Right, right, right. It, it makes it, it makes you want to hurry up and get over with. Yeah, get and get the hell home, you know. But yeah, but luckily, we, and I'll tell you what, his, I mean, his parents are fantastic people. Diamond Dave, Dave, who you know, we call him Diamond Dave, uh, is a riot. I mean, I love the guy to death. Uh, Miss Marsha, his mother is a saint, uh, and and we all just get along very very pleasantly, man. They're great people. That's awesome. Well, I know I know for a fact that so one of the venues we have a relationship and partnership with, um, you know, Travis is coming up here to play it in June. I think you should just you know pack yourself away and and come on up and check it out. Look, I'll tell you what, man, we've done a bunch of shows with Travis and, uh, you know, we'll go out and open up for him and, and so he puts on one hell of a show. Uh, so y'all, y'all won't be disappointed, but yeah, I'll talk no, to we, the booking agent. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, we, um, we get to see Travis now a couple of times and every time it's been, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. No, he, look, he's got his sound, you know, he, he was, he growing up, he was very influenced by rock. He was very influenced by country, uh, metal and stuff like that. And you can hear it, man. And, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, they cut, they, they just cut songs because it's a good song. And, but Travis definitely, he finds songs and writes songs that fit him. And I think that's why it's working. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is. And, you know, I, I, I put him in the list of, you know, artists in country music that don't get the, uh, the recognition they deserve. And even though um, he's getting a ton of recognition, you yeah. know, I, I, I think he should be, you know, um, selling out stadiums. But that's oh, it'll, it'll happen for him. I, I ain't too worried uh, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Now, have you guys ever written anything together? Man, I'll tell you what, it's... It- we ha- and I'll tell you, I also like it this way because he is family. We've never written a song together. Uh, obviously, we've done shows together, but no, we've never we've never written together. And uh, you know, I don't I don't really know why. I think it's just kind of like a um, like an unspoken thing, you know, keep family and business. Right. Uh, but, uh, which, I th- which I think is good. I think. I think it complicates a lot of things when, when you mix the two. Oh yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, so have so so. With that being said, have you and Dad or you or Uncle Eddie ever written anything together? We never have. I'll, tell, well, I, I'll take that back. The first song that I ever wrote in Nashville, I wrote with a guy named Taylor Phillips. 
uh, who wrote Hurricane and a bunch. He's had a bunch of hits since then. And Sam Grow, and uh, and Dad Dad was there also. And it, I mean, I think he was just there uh, for moral support almost. You know, because <laughs> I because yeah, yeah. I'd never written. I mean, I'd written Simple Town by myself, but that was the first song that I wrote. I'd never written with anybody else or anything like that. So, uh, so, I mean, that's the only that's the only time that we've <laughs> that we've ever you know musically uh, done anything together. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, like you said, if <sighs> family's tough, right? Even if you guys get along, the greatest. You know, when you when yeah. you do mix business with family, it is it's muddy. It is dirty. Yeah, yeah. Or it can be anyway. You know, it really can be. No, absolutely, man. And it also very rarely is it not, you know. And I and I'm I look, if Travis and I wrote a song together, it wouldn't be muddy, you know. I'm sure we'd write a great song, but I don't know. I'm sure hey, look, I'm sure one of these days we'll have a couple of drinks to start writing something. Yeah. Yeah. Well I to be a fly on the wall in that room. Yeah. <laughs> so with everything you've got going on, you know, we talked about the EP coming out later this year and you know tour dates what what else is on your on your horizon as of right now that you can talk about i'm just you know really working on the songs we got six There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 Rivers Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fare. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again, theporchsouthern.com. Keeps happening. No, I'm going to I'm gonna contact Spotify support tomorrow. And, oh, uh, are you? Like, hey, okay. listen. Because <laughs> this keeps but, happening. Uh, but, uh, but no, man, you know, we, like I said, we're just, I just cut six songs. I'm already trying to get in the studio to cut six more. I'm writing a lot, uh, you know, out of these six months I've ever written and, and cut. So I'm excited about that. But uh, doing Whiskey Wednesday, my my YouTube. And, uh, you know, just really trying to focus on social media, man. You know, I've, I'm, I'm not a social media guru. I've never claimed to be. I never will be. Uh, but I'm just on there trying to do, you know, Best on there, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, I think you're uh, doing a hell of a job. Well, <laughs> I appreciate. It. I got a good team. 
um, of gals who really helped me out and, you know, come up with ideas, Marissa, uh, Kelly and Amanda Quentin, um, uh, you know, they, they really, really helped me out. But, uh, cause I don't know how to edit them, yep. you know, like I just don't know how to do it and I'm not going to yeah. learn. And, uh, <laughs> right. but uh, it's just, I'm just not going to do it. But, uh, but no, man, I, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying my best on there and, and media it's interesting to me because like i like i said i know i'm not the best at it so whenever we get a, fa- a fan from it or whenever we get a follow or whatever it is it re- it really does mean something to me i'm like oh my god thank god something's working you know it's like it, yeah. you know and uh you know it, somebody likes what we're doing, man, is really, it's really, uh, it's just a special thing, man. And, uh, whether it's a stream, I mean, look, I appreciate it. We, I just looked over on Spotify today and on Spotify, we've gone over 25 million streams, uh, on that platform alone. Yeah. And I mean, I was just, I was, I'm dumbfounded, you know, I'm just like, wow worth it man you know people are listening and uh and but we're just we're 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 gonna try to keep releasing songs man that that uh keep resonating with people and obviously like i said we're i've I've got a a new producer bart butler is producing me now he does john party warren ziders uh, a few other people and uh you know so we're just we're we're going all in on the traditional sound, man, but we're just, we're working really hard and, and, uh, every, every stream, every follow, every like share, whatever it is, man, it, uh, we really appreciate it. It's just, it's a special thing we got going on, man. And I, I, you really do, you know, for, for what you're doing and, you know, your social medias and, you know, I got to say, you're probably one of the most respond, whether it's you or, or somebody else on your team, you know, you guys are one of the most responsive um, teams I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Like, I, hey, trust me. It's, if it's, if it's in the DMs, it's me, you know? I mean, oh, okay. But, uh, but it's, uh, I mean, look, I, I am, pre- I mean, I'm the one pressing posts, you know, and, but we've got, you know, like I said, I've got a, really good team helping me come up with good ways to promote it, the songs and everything like that. But, yeah. uh, but no, if you're, if you talk to, if you talk to somebody on social media, that if it's Walker Montgomery with the blue check mark, it's me. That's awesome. That that's great. You know, and that's even better, you know, because you get a, then you have a sense of connection and you know, whoever's reaching out does too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But, and we got, we got a, this thing, called community tech it's like a text thing and uh you know i got a number and people can sign or you know sign up and dude i don't even know the number because it's 2023 nobody knows their damn number anymore but uh but uh people are i'm on and even you know even people on my team are like you don't have to respond to them like well hell it's i mean they're texting me you know i'm gonna respond to them and even you know sometimes i like to mess with people too but but, uh, you know, it's, if they're listening to my music, following me, 
I think it's only one respect out of respect because that's awesome. Thank you so much, but it's the right thing to do to respond to them. Say, thank you, whatever it is, man. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, that's, that's great. That's really nice to hear because, you know, not a lot of people in the industry have that sentiment. I don't think. Well, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's what I've always done and I can't get to everybody, obviously. Right. But, uh, right. But, you know, I try to get as many as I can. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I gotta, I gotta say, you know, your, your mom is such a sweetheart because she has been, you know, on our stuff. You know, oh, yeah. Anytime <laughs> we post about you and it's, you know, she's like, you know, <laughs> like she's just the sweetest. Like, yeah, hell, I, just, I need to get her to run my damn Instagram. <laughs> she's sure. on it all the time, man. But she, uh, <laughs> she's she look i've got the best parents in the world and i've got the best grandparents in the world man uh my nanny and papa uh are just so mom chris mom dad john michael i mean they're just you know i mean i've their support they've supported me like nobody's business in the music industry and i know that if i were to do i mean any if i were to go in politics or whatever what you know just anything else uh, they they give me the same amount of support. So I mean, I've, I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I'm more blessed than most, and I know it. Yeah, that's that's incredible, Walker. You have you know you have quite the support system. You have quite the the following and the um you know the fan fandom. You know you're what you're doing is incredible, and I love to know, and I would love to hear your story about how you're really doing it on your own, and that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, look, man, it's just a, it's a process, you know, I mean, everything is, uh, I'll move down to Nashville. I mean, I guess I was, yeah, I was 18 years old, maybe early 19. And, uh, it, 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 I made some mistakes, made, uh, you know, had some triumphs, had some songs that did really well, had some songs that didn't do too well, had some songs that didn't do too well that I, thought should have done well you know i thought rust last year was one of the best songs that i ever put out and it just for whatever reason it just didn't do that well and Mm -hmm. uh and but you just kind of you got to wade through all the bs and and find what you want to do uh you got to find the sound that you want to make which i think we've we've found well i know we found this is these new songs man uh, from work to do to the ones that aren't even released yet. I mean, they're, they're, they are exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, when I moved to Nashville, these are the kind, this is the kind of music that I dreamed of making. And yeah. every mistake, every, every mishap, every triumph, every song that did well has led me to this point. And uh, it's, it's just part of growing up, man. You know, I'm 20, I'm 24 years old right now. I've still got a lot of, you know, knock on wood, uh, still got a lot of time left on this earth and hopefully I can make, make the best of it. But, uh, hopefully I'm making music while I'm doing that, you know? So it's, it, uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of good things that have happened to me and hopefully they just keep on coming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, you're, you're killing man and you're doing a hell of a job along the way. Man, I appreciate it. You know, it's 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 always good to hear people people saying that. You know, it's it whether it's fans or something like this or or whatever whatever it is, man. It's just uh, 
it, I said, like I said earlier, it kind of, it makes it, makes it all worth it. Cause there's so much in this industry uh, for better or for worse that people don't see. And I'm sure you've heard this from other artists and stuff, but you see the hour and a half, 60 minutes, but you don't see the waking up early, getting in the writing room, writing a song, writing shitty songs for, you know, nine shitty songs for every 10, for every 10 songs that you're writing. And then the 10th one's a good one. You know, it's, it, uh, you don't see the traveling, getting on the tour bus. You know, people think that the tour bus is glamorous and, uh, in a way, it is. I mean, I, hell, I grew up on, but uh, it's still it's still just a big car with a toilet on it. You know, I mean, it's it uh, it's a it's a it's a unique way to live, but it's brutal, man. You know, you're beating you're just beating up blacktop. Uh, but luckily, I've got a good crew and band behind me. Uh, I mean, I, they they believe in what I'm doing. And they're, they're there for support. And, and, you know, this is, I guess, or whatever that I had just because dad was famous getting to Nashville. I don't see the advantage. In fact, like I said earlier, I think is disadvantage. Uh, But one advantage that I know that I did have is I knew how to tour. And I knew how to tour on a fairly big scale, you know, Uh, but just because I, and a lot of these artists, man, they'll get signed or whatever it is and hell, they'll go out on some big tour and they just don't know how to tour and they're, you know, whatever it is, uh, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Hell, I've done it, but it, (laughs) it's, it wears you down and it it's not you got a couch on the bus man but it's not like laying on your couch in your living room you know it's uh, you got to get up early you got to get set up do sound check and talk to radio again and take try to take a nap in between there get ready for stage drink a do it all again the same the next night and trust me i wouldn't trade it for the world um it is definitely something that I do know that I had a little bit of advantage with just because I've done it my whole life. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it helps, you know, you see, you saw what to do, what not to do, you know, and really learning and seeing is the best way to best way to accomplish things. Yeah, man. And learning, you know, learn, you never stop. Learning. Right. That's one thing that, you know, maybe as a, let's say I was 18 year old and hell, I thought not, not only about the music industry, just about everything in life. I mean, that's hell I'm 18. I know it all, you know, it, uh, it's just, it's something that you have to learn life's a dance, dude. You know, it's just, it, it's true. I mean, what dad said is true. It's life's a dance and you just learn as you go, man. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's 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 sure something that's for sure. Now I do have one quick question, actually two quick questions before I uh, before I uh, 
let you let you loose here. Now, one, you know, we've talked about whiskey and bourbon quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, what about your boots? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I really don't have a specific boot company, uh, you know, until they start giving me free ones. I assume that I won't. But uh, <laughs> there is a – but I do – I am loyal to one store uh, called – it's just called the boot store, Nicholasville, Kentucky. And, uh, you know, dad got all his boots there. Uh, I mean, even when I, he was sponsored by a boot company called Abilene Boots back in the 90s. And uh, I still, I'm, but even then, I think he got his boots there. He, he always gets his hats there, uh, shirts and every jeans, everything there. And that's, and, I just always did the same thing growing up and I've not, and I've not stopped, you know, uh, but it's just called the boot store in Nicholasville, Kentucky. But when it comes to brands, you know, they've got Lucases, they've got areas, they got at all, Tony, yeah. whatever, whatever you need, they got it. But I really like, uh, I'm not a huge when I'm on stage in life. I wear them all the time. But on stage, I really like just kind of like the snip toe, uh, and, you know, just a point toe and a, and a square toe. But they found me a company out of Texas uh, called R. Watson. And yeah, man, yeah. as soon as I put those boots on, I was like, these are the best boots I've ever had. And wow. I've had Lucases, I've had Ariats, I've had, I'm totally, I've had them all. And it's, but as soon as I put those boots on my feet, man, they were the best boots I've ever had. And they're just amazing. Uh, I've looked up how they're made and stuff. It's, it's, they're all made down in Texas. Uh, high quality boots. And, you know, I really like the tall, I, I, the tall calf boots too, you know, so a lot of, yeah. most of them are tall calf, uh, but just amazing. If I had to choose, that would be my boot. Nice, nice. Yeah, we've uh, I've tried to have conversation with them about you know, kind of like teaming up and doing stuff, and you know, they are they're busy, which is great. You know, so oh yeah, man. No, they're 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 blowing up, and and rightfully yeah. so. They're just amazing. Yeah, you know, even just from the things I've seen from them, you know, it looks they look incredible and they look comfortable yeah. too. Oh, they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Now, and my so my last thing I needed to ask, you know, being a, you know, being from New England and a mm-hmm. major baseball Red Sox fan, I've seen you yeah. with Red Sox attire. What's that about? Well, man, so I I'm an Indians fan. That's I'm a Cleveland I'm a Cleveland guy. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I see. Yeah, look, I mean, that's why I think that's why I know so much about bourbon. It's just because <laughs> I'm a Cleveland fan. I got a drink. Yeah, but uh, man, this is a uh, it's an interesting story. You yeah. know, I'm, people ask because we grew up. I mean, I was always a Browns fan because of Tim Couch and yeah. Kentucky and stuff like that. You know, uh, but story and people are always. Like, oh my god, whatever. Uh, but it's the truth. And growing up, we would always cheer for the Patriots and the Browns. Uh, and it's because the Patriots is because 
and I, oh, I guess it was 2001 or 2002, uh, Tom Brady went to the Derby. Uh, Dad and him, you know, just kind of kicked it off. And, uh, you know, so they'd keep in touch over the years and stuff. And, and so we were just family friends with them. And we, you know, we went up to, we went up to Foxborough stadium or Gillette stadium. And we went to a game in their box and Giselle brought stuff like that. And, and, uh, so for that reason, we were just, you know, Boston fans by default. And, uh, but once he, once he left, England, it was, you know, we were just like, well, we'll just stick to Browns, you know? Uh, but yeah, so that, so that was, so that was really the only reason that we ever became new England fans, but, uh, hey. so it's an interesting story, but man, he, I mean, we met him a couple times, uh, obviously dad saw him more than we did, but, uh, just from being at the Derby and in different places and stuff. And, uh, really good dude, you know, and, uh, but that, that, that's why, you know, so it's a wild story. But, uh, but it, it, yeah, that's why. Yeah. No, that's a great story. I, I actually loved that story, you know, make, mm-hmm. and like, I think that's, you know, how a lot of people become fans of things, you know, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's stories like that. They just happen. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he, I mean, he's, he's a great right. guy. Obviously he's, he's the best that ever, that, to ever do it, you know, in yeah. any, in anything. I mean, I think, look, I think, Michael Jordan's great, but I just say there's something about Tom Brady, man. Uh, he's a good, he's great for American football, and yeah. uh, obviously he's a great dad and stuff. But he's he's just he's the best to ever do it. Yeah, it's true. He really is. You know, I'm I've never been much of a pro NFL football fan, but you know, growing yeah. up here and you know living here while you know he was doing his thing, it was just there was nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Yeah. Well, Walker, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, coming on. And, you know, um, I, and I don't say this in a bad way, but hounding me to, to, <laughs> to get on this show because we've had a lot of conversation about you coming on and timing just wasn't setting up. And I'm yeah. glad it finally has. Hey, man. Well, look, I appreciate you taking the time uh, promoting the new song and, and uh, I appreciate everybody out there that's that's listening to this podcast and and listen to the song. But uh, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on, dude. And we'll do it again. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you want to come back, you know, you're more than welcome. You know, you know how to get a, get in contact with me now. So just you know, shoot me a text and we'll we'll do it up. Sounds good, buddy. Just holler. All right, Walker. Thank you so much, bud. All right. See you, man. See ya. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Walker Montgomery. Again, Walker, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to come on the show and tell us your story. It was an absolute pleasure 
we had one hell of a time with you and we can't wait for you to come back on the show um, soon and tell us what's going on with you again download listen to stream whatever you do work to do walker's latest single it came out last friday we made it song of the day last week you can't miss this tune it's absolutely incredible um really guys again thank you everybody that has listened if you're a new time listener first time listener thank you so much for for tuning in and and seeing what we're all about next week we have hannah anders and then the week after memorial day weekend we have 12 oc um boys from maine they're great they're incredible um hannah anders is too but um you know she speaks for herself the boys from maine they're brand new they're coming up they're coming up the ranks and you're not going to want to miss them um really that's it i think that's it we are we have an announcement today we will be going to cody johnson this weekend as you heard at the top of the show um there is a pre-party bash at the songus center songus arena whatever it is uh, now, um, it was always the Sangus Arena when I was growing up, so that's how I'll always refer to it. But uh, our friends Martin and Kelly are going to be there. Um, like, you know, you heard it at the top of the show. So um, if you're going, get down there early to, to check it out. If you're not going, well, stay tuned to the Boots and Whiskey podcast because we're going to be there. And we're going to be doing coverage all night. We're going to go live. We're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. So. Thank you for, to them for that. Thank you, Walker, again. Tune in next week, Hannah Anders. Follow us on all socials, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know, the whole nine. Appreciate you all, and we will see you next week. And remember, guys, here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, it's real people, real stories, real country. You got to keep those boots on the, gla- on the glass. Keep those <laughs> boots on the ground. Whew, it's been a long week already, and it's only Tuesday. Keep that whiskey in the glass. Thank you guys so much. Cheers. Good night. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Cheers. <laughs>